Mm-hmm. Love the stingers, man. Love yeah. the stingers. Here we are. Killer Here we are. stingers. I love the stingers. And, uh... Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. So, today on the show, we are obviously in a new space. This is the new studio space for Start the Beat with Sykes. We're still working on some things. Toddy came in last minute. I had a guest that wasn't able to be here. Mm -hmm. And not only did Toddy come in last minute, he also sat there very patiently for the past hour as I uh, tried my best. Fandangled. uh, You know, we had some last minute issues with getting things connected and hooked up. Mm-hmm. Had a late start to the day, you know. Me and Stacy were watching her niece and nephew. You for told the past me about days. that. So you yeah, told me babysitting, about hanging out with ten-year-olds, and uh, but here we are. Mm-hmm. We have some some sparkling water, really starting off the day. I'm not in as a crazy in, way. I'm not as energetic as a ten-year-old, but uh, well, that, I'll try. I'll try. That's that's super fine. Like I really don't have the energy to deal with that at all. Great. Well, at I don't all. have the energy to even do it. So well, perfect. Yeah, I definitely want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, this episode is going to be coming. It's going to be uploaded on June 13th. Cool. So I'm just going to promo a few things mm-hmm. happening after June 13th. June 14th, tomorrow night, MySpace night at Brillo Box. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of music from the MySpace era or somebody that finds it to be a bit of a, uh, a guilty pleasure, if you will, and you like to shake your butt, Come on out to Brillo Box. I'll be DJing all night. It's a good time. We have quite a hoot. There. Killing it. Killing June it. June 15th. Big day. Big day. Big mood. <laughs> it's the bad word cookout. The bad word cookout. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's going to be an all day event with Start the Beat. Thrifty, Thrifty Podcast. Our, fr- our friends in uh, Neon Brainiacs. Ghoul on Ghoul. The whole it, crew. Yeah, the whole crew. In it a is backyard. also colt 45 from gray walker it's his birthday it's also at his house so it's gonna be a birthday party slash normal party is he ready for us you think oh i think he's ready he's ready he's ready i'm gonna bring up so i'm gonna bring a uh, blow-up pool possibly okay we can find a space for that there's a rumor that i thrifted a blow-up pool (laughs) there's a rumor out there that i i thrifted a knot that doesn't have holes in it that's the rumor anyway so i may bring it sick mm-hmm. and then the day after that june 16th sykes and the new violence is playing a headlining show it's spirit lodge with our friends in the fading light and dive so if you're somebody that's into you know alternative rock and indie hip-hop come on out it's gonna be a cool show we're headlining we're gonna we're gonna pull all the tricks out for this one so those of you that have seen sykes and the new violence before you know sometimes we kind of have a a somewhat silly stage show, and then sometimes it's really over the top. Spirit will be over the top. Okay. So it'll be very so, extra. So no, no sarcasm, but how do you do it? Like three days in a row, you have things to do. I'd love to know because it's the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Yeah. Are you tired after that? Like, you could can, you? You can be. Yeah. You can be. I'll need to really pace myself for the cookout. Okay. Um, my space night generally gets pretty wild which mm-hmm. is why I wanted to start the cookout a little bit later. Ah. 
but so I'll just need to planning ahead. So I'll need to pace myself on the uh, not. I'm not even as worried about the alcohol intake as I am the food intake. Okay, because that's like if I have a problem around like grilling season, and we'll talk about this in a bit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about grilling today. I, I had a preview at some of the listener questions, and they were asking Heck about yeah. grilling. Okay, okay. Uh, I just cannot control myself around like a grill. A grill is. I will eat hot dogs and burgers until like I'm literally going to explode. Because oh. there's always the thing is things with the thing with hot dogs is there's always more. Yeah, that's the thing. There's Everybody, always, there's like, always room for one more. There's always more because people are always like, well, first serving already done. Still dogs on the grill. Always. <laughs> it's always like that. Always like that. And uh, yeah, so I need to pace myself on the food. And then, yeah, so as long as I do that, the next day should be fine. Mm-hmm. Big show. Big show. Mm-hmm. Big weekend. Really looking forward to it. Do you have anything coming up outside of the cookout? Um, outside of the cookout, um, Thrifty is actually doing uh, a Thriftathon this summer. Dates have uh, tentative dates what we're looking at uh, probably a couple weeks after that. But what a thriftathon is uh, with thrifty podcast for, and we should actually like take a step back real quick. So yeah. there might be some people watching or listening who aren't familiar with thrifty. Podcast. Yeah, I was going to give it an intro. Yeah, let's do the whole thing. Okay, so I'm Toddy Tondera. I'm the host of Thrifty Podcast, and what I do each week, I take a guest secondhand shopping with me. We gather a thrift haul. And then we record an episode based on our findings. So every episode, a new thrift haul. Um, we've got, you've been on the show before, Sykes. Um, and what we do every summer is what we like to call our uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> and uh, what Th- Thrifty Podcast WrestleMania is, is we do a, because we do live shows here and there, but this is a, a more so a music show and also a, uh, we do like a secondhand sale. And um, so the Thriftathon, there's a there's a lot of music that goes into Thrifty Podcast itself. Uh, a lot of bumpers. Uh, we have a theme that uh, Bluffs do, bluffs.bandcamp.com. Steve, they are a great person. And so all the people who, uh, behind the scenes people who do music for Thrifty, we put them on stage and it's a show. And then in between, uh, like uh, setup and takedown, Thrifty does some shtick. So I'll be doing shtick. I'll be hosting. And then uh, three Pittsburgh bands are actually going to be participating. The dates are still tentative, but uh, it's looking like it's going to be at the Mr. Roboto project. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's coming up with that. And then obviously the big cookout. Um, so that's going to be killer too. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for mm-hmm. our upcoming dates there i i want to apologize to everybody out there again this is our first day in the new space mm-hmm. and i am not used to everything that's going on yeah you have me. a new new surroundings because you've been yeah. doing the show for quite some time in a different space uh-huh so with this space it's like the dry run and um with thrifty podcasts i think it works well because i'm used to just finding different secondhand things and get, getting used to different environments so i'm in a different environment every day this is perfect for All me. Right. This and is perfect for me. Speaking of secondhand things, you brought some stuff with you today, didn't you? Yes, I did. You know um, what? Let, let's get into it. And then we'll we're gonna hit listener questions in a bit. But mm-hmm. I wanna I want let's 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 stay on the thrifty train for a bit before well, we get too derailed. Well, Sykes, I know um because you you did thrifty a, a couple of months ago. 
and you had mentioned that you're uh, you're going to um, on vacation for the first for the first time. Is that correct? You're going to Walt Disney World for the yes, first time. Absolutely correct. So you're going to Walt Disney World. So you said any Walt Disney stuff that I find thrifting, show me it, and uh, you know I, I was gonna I'll give you some of it as well too. So I have a collection of things that over the past couple of months yeah. that are that I found that are also yeah. uh, not only sort of Sykes related, but Walt Disney related <laughs> as well, too. So because, as I said, I find all kinds of stuff out there. I go thrifting like three times a week. It's what I do for work. It's what I do for money. And I also have a podcast about it. So uh, first and foremost, I, I'll go with the uh, oldest thing first okay this is a vintage 1982 epcot center visor and so um for folks not uh, taking a look at the live stream it you is are a, you're missing out if you're not it's watching a, yeah it's a blue visor with a uh, rainbow print on the front of it this and it says epcot center and i thought that was the best thing that i got for sykes because i could see you rocking that at Walt Disney World. It was focusing for a little bit on the live stream. Yeah, throw it. Uh, yeah, you could put it here. Oh, no. Yeah, that's where you want it. That's where you want to ride that. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a vintage uh, Epcot visor from 1982. Um, I bought that at a at a Goodwill store that charged by the pound. And as you can tell, <laughs> it's pretty light. So I didn't pay a lot for it. I didn't pay a lot for that. What a steal. Um, but... For the the rest of the um cuz a lot of the shopping i do uh i do do i i said do do and i was trying to <laughs> try to find a way around do do i thought about it too don't worry but what i do do <laughs> is i uh with goodwill outlet shopping those are places that you purchase things for uh by the pound and there's a lot of like casuals that do it there's also a lot of like hardcore like thrifters who who do it for work and um the problem that we usually have is uh that they don't really look for a certain aesthetic or anything like that it's like anything that would get money so anything that's flashy they just pick up and they're just like it's got to be worth something so they just like they'll pull it out of your hands if they have to and somebody looked at this and we kind of grabbed it at the same time but since I'm not like a Goomba person, like a lot of people, <laughs> uh, uh, I let the I let the gentleman have it, and then um, once I let him have it, he realized that he didn't want it. So that's a lot of things too. Like it's like, yeah, it's like everybody is so dominant that they're like, I need this, I need this, I need this, and you're like, you know what? Take it totally. And then they throw it back, and I find it. So um, this was the Epcot Center. Um, again, from uh, 1982, it has an adjustable back and you could actually buy your own listeners on eBay.com, the website for about 20 to 25 bucks. But that is my gift, Toddy from Thrifty Podcast to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is killer. This is definitely going in the back. I want to see some vacay. Uh, oh, yeah. See some vacay pictures. Oh, yeah. You're going to get them. Don't worry. That's going to happen. Awesome. Um, this too. This goes with that. It oh, is a little newer, shit. and this okay. is uh, the next item, the second item for this week's thrift haul on Start the Beat is a vintage Walt Disney first visit button. <sighs> so it has Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto, and it has them celebrating, and it has some confetti, 
And underneath it, it says first visit Walt Disney World. So you could wear that because oh. it's going to be this young man's first visit Hell to Walt yeah. Disney World. So you could uh, have that. Um, the script, the script on the bottom, um, that that dates back to the late 90s because on the bottom. Yeah, the autofocus. It's like autofocuses on faces. Mm hmm. I could see in the monitor, we have a monitor yeah. here in the new studio, and you could see it like clipping, like yeah. getting it, your it, face. It, it wants the, it's okay. Yeah. No, I'll we, work on we it. look fine. Yeah, we look good. Yeah. And so uh, the script on the bottom of that button, um, there's different fonts, and that's how you tell how old it is. Oh, okay. And so um, so the font that you see on on the front of the visor there, it doesn't match that. So you know by proxy that that's newer. So this date back to the to late 90s, that particular one. So it's not as old as the visor, but it's going to be your first trip. So you wear that proudly. Oh, I'm wearing the fuck mm. out of that. And you could get yours on eBay for 5 to $20. They range. Oh, so nice. if uh, your partner would like one to have matching buttons, that's where you get them. Uh, what else did I bring? Okay, so these are interesting. These I got in uh, uh, just like one big stack, like one big haul. And what we're looking at are vintage Disney on ice Ooh. programs as they get stuck in the box. So you remember uh, Disney on ice, I'm sure, growing up, going yeah. to the uh, in Pittsburgh here locally, we had uh, the Civic Arena and that's where it used to be. But that's now a parking lot. But this is a whole stack of the programs from those. And what you'll see is that the person who owned these, they actually collected them over a series of years because they're not all from the same years um so i'll pass those over to you so you can take a look i'm as all I, about this, as they bump uh, the microphone i'm all about this sorcerer mickey on on the on top here yes that one uh the sorcerer mickey is from fantasia it says walt disney world on ice and that, that is one is sick. actually from 1995 Ooh, gonna... that particular one is from 1995 that is killer um so anastasia is the next one. You could have this one if you'd like Ooh, this one. Take I, that one. I would like that. Thank yeah. you. So Anastasia is the next one up. And Anastasia is actually the newest one out of the stack. That's from 1998. And if you flip through that, those are, there's some crazy pictures in the Anastasia one. There's different like... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they toy with like different lighting. Oh, yeah. And there's, uh, for whatever reason, in particular, the Anastasia piece on ice had a lot of like... I don't want to say extras, but secondary characters and everything like that. So that was Anastasia. You know, I'm the, man, look at the back. Yeah, of this. look at that. Fireworks. Hell yeah. Got fireworks on the back of the program. And these are all in. That's going to be that's going to be me at the uh, at the cookout. Yeah, that's, that's going to be. That's literally <laughs> that's me the mood the of the cookout. Yeah. A bat that holding a firework. I went through all that trouble while making the flyer. I should have just used this picture. Yeah, just cut that out like I do for thrifty yeah. cover art. I just we're gonna, cut out stuff. We're going to make an alternative flyer with that photo. And that's that. So yeah. the next one in the stack there is Pocahontas. This Pocahontas one goes back to 1996. Um, and on the back, it's not as interesting as the Anastasia, but you do have a collection of people. Not by any means. Yeah. This is really nice. So that one I originally thought was the oldest one, but it is not. Uh, what we're looking at is uh, we're looking at Snow White Disney on ice. And the book itself is white and gold. 
And the, yeah, there's some cool imagery in that oh, one. This is awesome. Yeah. And so this this one is actually from 1994. Okay. That one's from 1994. Um, I know you're a big Aladdin boy. Oh, I sure am. You're a big Aladdin boy. Um, this Aladdin one goes back to 1993. And so you have oh, the genie Jafar on the back. Jafar on the back. Um, and Jafar, what was Yo, the, that? That is a tattoo waiting to happen. Look at that. Yeah. So Jafar's on the back with his minions. And uh, what was the name of that uh, blue tiger thing that comes out of the sand? This guy? You I, know, I don't know. I can't remember of, of it. I'm sure a listener will know. But the thing that comes out of the sand that's like a giant blue tiger is on the back of this. And I actually had that one as a kid. I had the giant blue tiger head as a bank. And that's something I've been looking for. That's uh, uh, what they call a, a, a grail find. Oh, okay. So if I ever find an Aladdin tiger, blue tiger bank, it's a grail piece. Next one up, we got Hercules from 1997. Um, it's a little bit thinner than the other ones, yeah. but uh, Disney on ice with that. And then the uh, is that the last one you have? Yeah, the last one here. Now this is the OG. This is so this is the silver, bright silver on the front, you flashy. Kind of get it flashing in the. Uh, you could the get camera. it. You could get it flashing in the camera so uh, y'all can see it out there. But what we have is the Disney on Ice World on Ice Beauty and the Beast. This is gnarly. And this is the oldest one in the stack. It's from 1992. So these Disney on Ice programs that I have, they range from 1992 to 1998. So over um, what you could assume that the child's gro- growing like lifespan, sure. they collected all of these. And for six straight years, they went to whatever uh, wor- uh, World on Ice, Disney on Ice came to their town. So these are all of them in that in that mix. But uh these range, um, so some of them you could find in varying degrees on eBay.com, the website, but um, you could get them from like $8 to like $25. But yeah, the Beauty and the Beast is OG. Aladdin is OG. That's a that's a kickback. So that's the long ones. But yeah, it goes all the way up until 1998. These are so cool. I would love to like actually be able to sit down and flip through them at some point. Oh, they're, time. it's worth it. Like yeah, it, sure when you get the time. Cool yeah. <laughs> just even just like, just like. Mm-hmm. Just like just flipping through just real quick. Like a lot of people in this guy, a lot of people in sick ass costumes, Maurice, yeah. uh, Maurice Bell's dad. That was the bar scene from that. So <laughs> um, there was a um, for thrifty podcast. Uh, we actually have um, a lot of listeners that are into Disney because a lot of like collectors and uh, people of that type like are into the show. And um, one person in general, I, I, uh, I, they messaged about these these Disney World on Ice, and I said I would ship him out some, and I still have yet to do that because the uh, the 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 books themselves are such a like a weird. They're like a they're huge. They're oh, like yeah. you're gonna have <laughs> they're to like, huge and flat. You're gonna have to like cut up some cardboard and make your own mail. Yeah. So I am. Uh, if you are listening, I, I I do plan on sending them some. But uh, yeah, Sykes, I'm I'm glad to give you at least one of them. You got your first visit button. You got your new visor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you up on this this sorcerer Mickey yeah. cover right here. That's that's my jam. You want to talk about a tattoo waiting to happen? Oh yeah, right Look, there. Yeah, Mickey. And then you got some villains on the back. Got some villains. Ursula was so afraid of Ursula growing up. I was afraid of Ursula until long after I shouldn't have been. <laughs> until long after I shouldn't have been, I was having nightmares about Ursula. 
scary, scary person. Yo, you know, I, I've never had nightmares about a fictional character, but I have a feeling that now that I said that out loud, everything's going gonna to change. You doomed it to be. Everything's going to change. You doomed it to be. Oh, man. This Aladdin one is kind of sick, though. Yeah, you could have that one, too. If you want that one. No, you know, I'm going to I think I'm going to go with Aladdin. OK, then, you want to go there. OK, cool. I'm going to go with Aladdin. Aladdin is my my gift that I'm gladly accepting. Well, Toddy would start the beat. I, I do always compliment your Aladdin poster that was in your old studio. But now with the new studio space, let's bring Aladdin to the new space. We'll just do that. We'll just and do you that. know, you know, it's actually really funny. Um, I had planned. When you had mentioned that you like the Aladdin poster that's in the background. I had thought if I ever have you on the show, I'm just going to get the JPEG of that poster and put it. Yes. Here. Yes. But you were a last minute guest today, so I didn't have time to prepare. Last but I did, minute fill in. I, I did have that thought. So okay. I, I do want you to know that I did. I did think about that. And I was like, that would it be, did cross my mind. That would have been fucking awesome. So, yeah, man. So I'm glad uh, if there's anybody that I know, at least locally, that would appreciate this type of stuff, it would be you. So it's an honor to uh, give that to you. So I, I appreciate it, it man. Yeah. I appreciate it. That is fucking every awesome. week. Different thrift hall every week. Yeah, what I do. Check out Thrifty Podcast. The show's a blast. <laughs> I was on. If you haven't, if you are into like me, if you like hearing mm-hmm. me talk, I was a guest on the show recently. You could hear so him talk on th- my show as well. A, that might be a good gateway episode. Mm-hmm. If you know, check it out. And I actually have a gift for Toddy. You have well. a gift for me. I do have a gift for you. It's over in my book bag, so I'm going to get up. Okay. And I'm okay. Gonna this. this could be exciting. I hardly get gifts, especially when I guest on shows. Nobody gives me gifts when I guest on shows. All right. So, okay. So, I've been to Toddy's house. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of cool stuff. And You've done uh, Start the Beat live yes, at my apartment yes, before. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have a, a VHS collection. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that amongst some of the VHS tapes that you have, you have a copy of Robot Monster in 3D. Whoa, yeah. huh? You do have this. Yes. But I have a feeling that you don't have the original 3D glasses that this came with. I don't. Well, I don't. I just so happen to have... The two robot extra pairs. Mon- robot monster in 3D. I have two extra pairs of the 3D glasses that whoa this that came with this VHS tape. Yeah. Because whenever you bought this tape, when I got it, it actually came with four pairs of the glasses. Really? Yes. So that was stock. Probably yes, stock four it, pairs. Stock, it came with four pairs. That's crazy. So and Robot I, Monster, a very old, yeah, old movie. Robot Monster in 3D. And um, one of the, one of the best bad movies ever made. And it was from a Rhino home video. And uh, with these Rhino movies, they would set they would put in the VHS packaging okay. of these 3D glasses. And I'm going to. Ch- yeah, decorate the set a little bit. Yeah, um, that works. Yeah, that works. Whoa. So I have the 3D glasses. Oh, I should on. put them on, too. Yeah, you should put them on, too. Um, so. Little oh, in, a shit. little a uh, little inside baseball. Um, so I have the 3D glasses on from that VHS tape. I'm actually I'm actually used to looking through 3D glasses for a weird reason. Okay. When I play uh, uh, Madden football on Xbox 360, because that's what I still have. Me and my buddy, we uh, we challenge each other to wear during hard plays. <laughs> you have to put on 3D glasses. <laughs> So if it's like a 50-yard field goal, 
you could call the like you could call them out like where the 3D glasses and you only get a couple per game. So you it's not every play, but okay. like bigger plays, you go, wait, don't kick it, put on the glasses. So I'm quite comfortable in that because I learned in the fire. Sykes, I learned in the fire. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, oh God. It's stuck. Okay, yeah, they do stick. They do stick. Yeah. I'm going to, normally I would avoid these, but since we started recording late, I got to respond to Stacy. Want to get into some listener questions? I would love to get in some listener questions with you. That's the actual noise of his cell phone. Cool. Sorry about that. Anyways, mm-hmm. everybody make some noise for Stacy. <laughs> Ride or die. All right, so we're going to do listener questions today, and we're going to do it on the screen. Whoa. Oh, you got that. Recording with Toddy soon. I could confirm that. Uh, let's see here. Again, this is our first time here. Things mm-hmm. are a little bit, uh, a little bit wonky. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We might need to de- decrease the brightness on the screen even more to get these questions to show up, huh? Yeah, maybe decrease the brightness a little bit. Uh, let's entertain the guests somehow here. How do we? Uh... So just go to the. So we have the questions up on the in-studio monitor, but we have to nail the brightness down so we could pick them up on the video stream for everybody <laughs> to see. <laughs> we All could right. see them fine. This is for you. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna work. I think even still, it might be too small. Yeah. You make the make the uh, make that bigger. I don't know. I don't know if I can get much bigger than that. I don't know. I think maybe. I think you could maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're having a hard time reading it because we see it in the monitor. But maybe the video proper. You yeah. You can. There's a possibility. Who knows? Yep. All right. Well. Oh my gosh. How do I get off of these messages? I can't. Zoom. Popular guy. This is a man. I was hoping I wouldn't have to edit the episode, but now we're just we're just <laughs> we're, just, we're just going nuts now. This is gonna, this uh-huh. gonna definitely be edited. Mm-hmm. All right, so taking taking well, listener yeah. questions, taking listener questions for start the beat. Things keep popping up. It's going nuts. All right, so first question, first question here from from Lou from Riparian, who was just on the show. Shout outs to them. Uh, okay. I guess I did mention that it is June at this point, but as we are recording, it, it is Memorial Day weekend. So Lou had pointed that out. It's Little me- inside baseball. It's <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> so we get to talk about food again. What are you bringing to the barbecue? It's Memorial Day weekend. What do you bring into the barbecue? What Tati? am I bringing to the barbecue? Well, if we're just talking food base, as I mentioned, there's a harsh rumor that I'll be bringing a blow up pool. <laughs> but uh, on the record, you know what I could fuck up is some barbecue chicken. Okay. I could fuck up some barbecue chicken on that. Corn. Corn. I like a corn on the cob, off the cob. Cook it on the cob. Oh, there you go. Cut it off the cob. But uh, chicken's like my favorite food. So just uh, cut up some pieces of chicken, throw some barbecue sauce on that. Big barbecue sauce fan, by the way. Huge. Yeah, I like barbecue sauce. I like hot sauce. I like I like condiments. I'm like a mm-hmm. a condiment connoisseur, mm-hmm. a condiment captain. 
um, mm-hmm. a condiment capture. Ooh. Okay. Because if you have cap condiments around me, I will capture them. And you will capture them and make them your condiments. Yeah, like people play Pokemon Go. I play like Condiment Go. Yeah, I, I could just, see that. Just snatching whatever condiments I can from you restaurant walk, tables and people's have, fridges. You have Condiment Go on your cell phone and you walk around and you're just like, Yep, mustard's around the corner, uh-huh. and so you have to go get that. And uh-huh. uh, that's what you mentioned even on the flyer for the show that's coming up. Uh, ketchup and mustard fans both welcome. Yeah, I just don't want anybody to feel both excluded. welcome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Super, super crucial. Mm-hmm. All right, so what I'm bringing to the barbecue, Lou, uh, as Toddy had mentioned, and we talked about already at length for a bit here. I am getting ready to go to Disney World. Disney World. The big D dub. And as a re- in preparation for going to Disney World, I have been I've subscribed to the Disney Food blog. Oh, okay. And I get these email updates about new fun food things going on at Disney. The main reason I did it was because since me and Stacy are pretty much vegetarian, I'm trying to get a good idea of like where we can eat and prepare for that. So it's not Prices, like probably you know, we don't want to be there like and not prepared for where you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um so just preparing in advance, looking into things. Uh, I got this email yesterday. I guess one of the restaurants in Disney World is doing this uh, this new Elote hot dog, if that's how you pronounce it. Oh, it's up on the screen here. Yeah. And I, I pulled it up. So this is a picture of it. And, uh, you know, it's a basically it's a hot dog, Mexican street corn with chipotle mayo, Kojita cheese. I don't know if I'm pronouncing any of this stuff properly. And that further topped with chili powder Kojita or some cheese. spiced and garnished with a lime wedge. So let me say that again. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. Mix it with top it topped with Mexican street corn, chipotle mayo, Kojita cheese, chili powder, spice, and garnished with a lime wedge. Killer. So I'm gonna be doing that with a veggie dog. I already got the veggie dogs. I went to the store yesterday. I bought the shit to make my own chipotle mayo. Mm-hmm. Made it last night. Mm. so that's in the fridge cooling down gonna be ready to go i got the cheese i got the chili powder we got some limes ready to go and all you need is the dish all you need is the plate all i need is that disneyland plate maybe Mm -hmm. you can help me get one on ebay i'll try to the website (laughs) ebay.com the website we'll get you one of those (laughs) disneyland plates for yourself because you're going to be ready i I will say this uh a secret revealed i don't fuck with mayo secret revealed that's okay i don't fuck with it that's okay i'm Mm -hmm. not one of those people that whenever Somebody says they don't like something. Mm-hmm. You feel like you got to say that I'm your point. Yeah, I'm attacked. Like, what do you mean? You just haven't had the right mayo. You just haven't yeah. had it on the right thing. I respect that. Not even yeah. on mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's that's that would be a that <laughs> I you could attack me for that. <laughs> you could attack me for that if I said that. Yeah, but uh, so totally cool with you know mm-hmm. you have your own decisions. And I have mine. That's why I say ketchup and mustard fans both welcome. Both welcome. Mayo fans welcome. If you don't like it, whatever. More mayo for me. Mm-hmm. I'll take them. So that's what I'm doing, Lou. Feel free to come by. Even though, I mean, you're going to hear this late. I don't know. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Text me. <laughs> All right. We got Jeff Betton in the house. If Michael Scott had a gun with two bullets and was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, he would shoot Toby twice. Who oh, is your Toby? Who is my Toby? Oh, gosh, who gets on my nerves and just won't stop getting on my nerves? Um, I'm trying to think because I try to be nice to most people. I agree with that. I try to be nice to most people. 
But if we want to harken back to Thrifty Podcast, there is one person in particular, I won't mention names, but they are a regular around here uh, when they go thrifting. And um, they have some really schemey ideas as to how to get like really cool stuff. So these Goodwill outlets, uh, this person helps uh, the workers carry stuff in and uh, they, they're just like, well, yeah, I'm helping you carry stuff in because I want to help you. And, um, you know, they're high school kids. So they're just like, yeah, for sure. You know, do as much work. But really what they're doing is they're, they're scouting. They're scouting. You got it. And so they bring the stuff in and then they know what's coming out. Because once you bring the stuff in, it's going to come out in the Goodwill outlet bins. And I have uh, I realized this scheme pretty earlier on. And now when stuff comes out and I get it before this person does, um, this person is super angry because they're like, oh, you got that and you got this and you got this. I'm like, yeah, and I didn't cheat. So that's my Toby. That is definitely my Toby if I have a Toby. All right. Also, people who scream indoors, (laughs) too. (laughs) Anybody who just screams. (laughs) I don't like screaming indoors. You know, I don't really have an answer for that, but I think your answer was good enough just Mm -hmm. to... We'll leave it at that. But hardcore music, love it. Grey Walker, love them. But indoors, can't stand screams. <laughs> like what about sudden s- screams. Sudden screams, okay. I think. Like, if I'm sitting there, I'm, like, always in my head about stuff. And so somebody, if somebody screams, I'm like, whoa, you just, t- Toby over here, is what I say. But, uh, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll hit up a. Uh... We'll hit up uh, one more here because I got I've, I got another another episode that I'm recording later today, so I want to save some of these questions. And also, we have other things to talk about. Right? Sure. So, uh, John from Fuck Yeah Dinosaurs, who uh, killed it at Millville Music Fest. I think I already told you that before, but if I didn't, your band is fucking awesome, and you played a killer set at Millville. Anyways, if you've talked about it before, let me know which episode to check out. If not, what are your thoughts on the whole touring band sandwich idea at punk shows? The local A touring bands, local B approach compared to local A, local B touring bands. All right. Interesting. We have never talked about this before. Uh, I can rant, I guess, a bit about this. So I think it really depends on the way the show is set up. So, for example, with Grey Walker, we have friends who play in a band called Heartsick. And they hit us up. They're like, hey, we're coming through on a show. Um, can you put us on something? They asked us to just put us not, can you book a show for us? Can you put us on something? So we booked ourselves a headlining show and we had them as support in the middle, you know, cause it, nobody's going to really come if it's like, Oh, heart sick is playing versus like gray Walker being the mm-hmm. headlining band. We were able to get more people out to the show and it kind of just made sense for us to headline mm-hmm. cause they just, they didn't want to play a headlining show. They just wanted to come out. Right. Right. So then that versus another band that we played with recently who they booked the show themselves. They booked Mm. the venue themselves. Mm -hmm. They're coming in through town. They got the local bands. And then day of show, they're like, hey, do you guys care if you headline? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Basically just trying to use our people that are at the show. Yeah. And I was like, no, you booked the venue. You set up all the stuff. That's your. And the thing, it's your show. And the thing that that irks me about that is because if you wanted us to headline you could have easily told us this 
you know, a month or two ago, whenever mm -hmm. we confirmed the show, then we could have been in control of the event page. We could have been in control of the flyers, all the promotion. We could have all your marketing would be your yeah. marketing. So you would be if able we're to headlining a show. We want it to be our show. And we want it to be marketed as our show. Yeah, you can't pawn it off. Yeah, like you can't. Yeah, yeah. Can't so that, that that kind of stuff irks me. But I think that it's just a matter of being transparent. You know, if they would have told us prior, like, hey, you know, would you guys want to headline the show? Mm -hmm. We would have talked about it and maybe said, yeah. And then, but if we are doing it, it's going to be our show. You know what I mean? You I don't, totally get it. You don't get to have your name in lights and all this stuff mm -hmm. and then get to and play early. But then if you're, yeah, exactly. Then if you're, you're invited on to be the headliner last minute, then it's like, oh, I didn't do any of thing to really promote this as like yeah. a me event. So this is going to look bad. It, <laughs> it just looks like, really shitty like you don't have confidence in yourself as a band mm -hmm. when you're just like oh we need to make sure people are here when we play i mean like we're all making sure that yeah like, <laughs> we're all trying to do it it's like you know we got 25 people in this room and maybe some of them are gonna leave mm -hmm. after we play mm -hmm. but that's not our responsibility for people to be there for your show that you booked mm -hmm. if you would have told us we were headlining then we would have made it our responsibility to get, get people in the door. But I feel like uh, it's always, you know, I mean, not saying whenever we take a show that we're not headlining, that we don't promote it as well. But I mean, it's just, it's a totally different beast. If you, if we tell us, it's that a different weight, it's a different weight. And it's, it's like just, a different weight. And people that are coming out to the, yeah, people that are yeah. coming out to the show expect different things too. Like if they know that we're opening up a show, mm -hmm. you know, on a Sunday night, Maybe the only reason they're coming out to see us is because they know that we're playing early. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of rude to them to be that, like, oh, yeah. yeah, by the way, like, I know we're on the bottom of the flyer, but we're not playing until one in the morning. Like, mm. that's kind of a fuck you to our fans. Yeah, those late, late shows are tough a lot of the times. A lot of the times are tough. Yeah. Either way, like either way, if it's if it's promoted or if it's not promoted, it's tough. Those late night gigs. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, uh. Hopefully that answers your question there, John, to some extent. And that is actually something that we have never talked about on the show. So hmm. good call. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? I, I'm going to do one more question because cool. I mentioned that uh, oral sex was in it. And mm -hmm. I don't know if my next guests are going to be down with talking about oral sex. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't send that in the, in it, the liner notes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good question. So I figure let's, let's do it. All right. So uh, Taylor Southern, which would you rather give up cheese or oral sex? Cheese. Cheese. That's easy, honestly. I'm not a big on cheese as it is. I mean, like, I eat, like, I pretty much eat vegan, like, 50 mm -hmm. to 75% of the week anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, so cheese would be really easy for me. I mean, pizza would be kind of a bummer. Ooh, but I even, I even do, I eat cheese. It's not that I don't. I but, don't have any dietary restrictions, but I don't love it. I will say this. I will say this. I know... You know, I am not an advocate for getting, you know, partaking in oral sex that you shouldn't like, you know, secret, Absolutely. like secret oral sex. But it's a thing that people do. If I were to give up cheese, who says that I still couldn't partake in a secret slice that nobody knows oh, about? Oh, well, that would be lying to the fans. I'm only human. I'm only That's human. lying to the fans. <laughs> I could I could even like if we're being real, I could go hand stuff over oral stuff. <laughs> I could go hand stuff over oral stuff sometimes, you know, like, I don't know. Let's do something else. Do something different. Let's just do something different. 
you know, it doesn't have to be the standard like A, B, C, you know, like let's uh-huh. let's switch it up. Let's let's start here, go here. Throw know. throw a little H in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a little H here and there, you know, friendly H, you know, <laughs> between two consenting adults uh-huh. that are like let's go with the h go no, with the h nothing wrong with the go friendly with the h. h yeah nothing wrong with that hell yeah and that's listener questions mm-hmm. cool so uh it was an honor to take that by the way because you're like there's another show coming up we'll do it now that's yeah, why you know what i i so i, I tried to hit a home run i kind of i glanced at it and i was like man i just have a feeling that maybe it, it might be in our our best interest to uh do that you know what i totally forgot to do mm-hmm that for the listener questions. Oh, that's okay. <sighs> you can hit listener it three questions. Times. I have this pad here with the effects, and mm-hmm. I totally forgot. There you go. You got them all in now. We're new to this, but uh, mm-hmm. hey, I'll tell you what. You got to eat this. <laughs> so, mm. chatting about food. We've chatting been talking about, about food. food a lot already, but what I want to do is I want to give a quick shout out to. The Mr. Bulgogi food truck. Mm. It is a highly underrated food truck in the Pittsburgh area. Korean. I've never had it, to be honest with you. It is fantastic. Run by very nice people. Affordable pricing. And you can usually catch them. I always catch them down at Allegheny City Brewing, which is right down the street from where we are now. Okay. Um, They seem to be there um, like maybe the third Friday of every month, it seems to be. Because it seems to be lining up with whenever I'm DJing at the Moose. So uh, quick shout outs to Mr. Bulgogi and Korean the food truck, the Korean food truck. That sounds delicious, especially like if you're doing a thing, have a couple drinks and you're like, ah, yeah, I could get that one. It was killer. Do you have any food recommendations that you could throw out there? Ooh, do I have food recommendations? Um, if we're speaking locally, I could tell you something that I do probably two, three times a week. All right. It's, it's pretty cheap. Let's get into um, it. The local grocer to us, uh, Coons. I live in the South Hills uh, district of Pittsburgh. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> South Hill shout out. South Hill shout out, baby. And uh, Coons hot plate, because uh, m- much like other grocers, um, uh, there's like a hot plate and a cold plate. Like there's there's prepared food. Well, they have food all day long, obviously. Um, after hours, whatever's left in the uh, like the hot plate tray, they'll box up or put in plastic containers and sell it for like half price. So if you go there at like seven or eight o'clock at night, you could get like they just throw like they throw chicken in bags and stuff like that. Wow. So you could get like three chicken breasts for like five dollars, sometimes cheaper. It, it's like it's a lot of fun because the reason why I like it because I don't know what I'm eating before I get there. I don't have a plan because um, it's, it's like a, it's like a it's like a dinner roulette. Yes, got it. And it's like whatever is there, that's what I'll take and that's what I'll eat. So it could be macaroni. It could be there's there's some hits. There's some hits. They have macaroni. They have chicken primavera, uh, uh, rigatoni, macaroni. So whatever didn't sell during the day. They package up and just put it under a heat lamp and then they throw it out the next morning. Okay. So overnight they had like discounted price. So three nights a week I go there and I just clean up coons. That's my recommendation. All right. <laughs> awesome. And uh, let's move on. You got to see this. Mm. I don't know if that was the right sound. That's the one. Gotta you got to see, see this. this. Cool. 
I got to make notes on the pads. I brought tape and a marker to do it. Just draw an, uh, on the, you got to see this, draw an eye on it. Gotta you got see it. This. So me and Stacy saw Bjork live this week mm, up in New York City. That's got to be cool. It was really intense. And I, uh, I, I, I'm still kind of taking it in. It was like all this crazy 3D projection mapping stuff. And uh, you just really felt like you were in the environment. And they had like a really harsh no cell phone use rule mm-hmm. at the show, which I thought was really cool. So my you gotta see this for this week isn't going to be Bjork Live because all the shows are sold out. But what you got to do is go to some sort of an event and keep your fucking phone in your pocket and actually enjoy it for the moment. Eat it up. Be in the moment with something, whether it's a concert or uh, I don't know, any sort of an event that you would typically spend half the time on your phone. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Yeah, Actually see what you're seeing. That's called being mindful. And I like go to like therapy and stuff like that. That's a DBT skill to be in the moment, to practice being in the moment, to be oh, yeah? mindful. Okay. So it's one of those things, um, I guess, in a sense, is like if you're doing, if you're writing, just write. If you're listening to music, just listen to music. If you're taking a walk, just take a walk. So if you're at a concert, just be at the concert. Be mindful. Like it. Hell yeah. And Bjork's probably killer too. I've yeah, it was, it was really intense. Very, very emotional. Just mm-hmm. like really just powerful. And just, I don't know. There's just so much going on. Like just from the fan perspective of, you know, seeing her perform. And then also from a uh, a technical perspective. Because like every little thing with the show, with the projection and the lighting and the placements, the choreography of all the people that were on stage, everything was super meticulous. And just thinking about how much time went into planning out everything. all of those movements. And that's one date. That's one date, too. Like, that's like, there's so many probably others. So it's every night, it's like a cool piece of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like trying to focus on this show and just enjoy it as a, a spectator, but also like totally like, whoa, like, how did they cue those lights? How are they doing this? Like looking up and like seeing like all the different stuff that like the the projectors and things and where they have them set up and, you know, just like nerding out on so many different levels at once mm-hmm. was very exhausting, but quite a quite a quite a good time. Yeah, I never had the opportunity to see her, but I got to think it's an amazing performance. Is there any anything that uh, you want to suggest people see? Um, well, I would, and I believe... I know you went to WrestleMania recently. I, you knew I was going to say that, uh-huh. huh? Yeah, okay, okay. So I, uh, uh you can't go now, but, um... <laughs> Next I, year. Yeah, I went to WWE's WrestleMania, and not only did I do WWE's WrestleMania, I did WrestleMania week. So I did, um, I did, I think it was six... Six shows in four days. I went to six wrestling events in four days. And um, because for those uh, that aren't familiar with WrestleMania, it's the biggest wrestling show, um, American wrestling show every year. It's the biggest American wrestling show every year. So whatever city WrestleMania is in, um, smaller companies, they book a venue wherever WrestleMania is too because there's so many people. It's kind of like South by Southwest. Exactly. Yeah. So all these uh, wrestling promotions book a venue for WrestleMania week because they know everybody is in town for wrestling. So now it's not just one day. It's like a whole week experience. 
And uh, I recommend that too. And also, would yeah. you even recommend it to people that aren't familiar with the sport? I would recommend, I wouldn't, uh, well, definitely WrestleMania because WrestleMania, I think is, is, yeah, it's just like a spectacular event. There's pyro, there's flashy lights, you know, they have it's like sweaty a, muscles, sweaty muscles, you know, a big atmosphere that I think that it could be appreciated for people, not wrestling fans. Now question, yeah. just a callback. How do you feel about screaming indoors at a wrestling event? Or is that fair game? Well, that's a great point. I'm fine with it. And I do that. I think I, I don't want to put an asterisk next to screaming indoors, but I will. <laughs> it's unexpected. It's like screaming when you have no reason to scream. Sure. sure. So like, you know, people who just like, they're just screaming all day and you're just like, why are you talking that loud? Chill out. No, uh-huh. no, no. Yeah. But, oh no, I scream anything, any, anything at a re- Well, not anything, but I scream some cool stuff at wrestling shows. I would love to see like, so We've talked about this before. I grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. so obviously very aware of wrestling. Like, you know, I grew oh, up yeah. around, you know, the WWF days, WCW, mm-hmm. ECW, you know. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. I watched it when I was younger. I've never been to a wrestling event. You've never been to even like a cast off no. event, like a small I- event? I've been to like like independent wrestling events. That's, that's so, fair. But like not like, a, not like a big one, not a big arena one. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go. And there's like, I would definitely love to go with somebody that's like super into it that I know is going to be screaming their head off Anytime. and stuff. So Anytime. you let me know. My, my schedule's flexible for that type you of know, stuff. Let me know whenever there's something coming through town, you know, whether it's a, like a yeah. Raw or a SmackDown or whatever. Um, there is a brand new wrestling promotion. This isn't for Pittsburgh related, but there's a brand new wrestling promotion that just debuted last night. It's called AEW. Okay. And it could be the thing that eventually takes out the WWE if it has enough gas. Okay. It's like the first thing that scared Vince McMahon into being like, we should make better wrestling. Huh. And there's people in AEW that you probably remember. Uh, Chris Jericho, Cody yeah. Rhodes is in it. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he's a, a, a newer guy, but he's also a bigger guy. If you ever heard of Dean Ambrose, Kenny Omega, I've heard those names. Yeah. And so those are the young bucks. Like those are the clan. I shouldn't say clan. Those are the people <laughs> don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, those are the people who put that together and AEW debuted their show last night and it kicked ass so much blood. Awesome. Oh, Goldust. You know, Goldust. Yeah. Well, he wrestled as Dustin Rhodes. Oh, So awesome. Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. And Dustin just bladed, which is mean he cuts himself with a ring. Yeah. And it was everywhere. Where did they air it on? Like, um, Fight TV. There was also, you could like buy in on YouTube. Okay. So there's a lot of different cool. things. You have but to... There's links out there. It's It was, I'm telling you, it was killer. It was I'll killer. check that out. That mm-hmm. is fucking And it was also sweet. the first promotion to uh, hire um uh transgender workers which is incredible it's an incredible incredible step for professional wrestling it's sad that it's 2019 and that's you know that that's still an issue but it was they uh had a transgender worker and that's incredible for everybody uh, and lgbtq community i'm i'm queer myself there was some representation for everybody so it's big yeah shout outs shout outs all right cool i love it so let's struggle let's uh struggle let's mm-hmm. tag let's go uh again new space i'm overwhelmed new space new Thing, place things are st- things are things are feeling good i'm feeling good you feeling all right i'm feeling great feeling great man cool whatever you need me to do i feel great let's uh let's talk about some music okay you gotta hear this the new Rammstein album Ooh. are you a Rammstein fan 
Ooh, I haven't heard as, the as, new. I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. That's okay. I haven't heard the new Rammstein record, but I grew up in a friend group that loved Rammstein and would play Rammstein all the time. So my Rammstein knowledge would be secondhand. Okay, just like a thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> so I I would say my immediate thought is, you know, somebody that is into wrestling mm-hmm. and a band who makes a lot of music that sounds like pretty much any song they write could be entrance themes. music themes. Yeah, I feel that like, you know, you might you might dig Rammstein on like, you know, this purely uncensored masculine level. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what it is. Well, I know the hits. Yeah. I know the hits. I don't know the deep cuts. Well, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But they put out a new album. It's their first album in, I think, over 10 years. Mm. Maybe close to 10 years. I think they put out an album in 2009 or 10. So it's around there, around a decade. But uh, yeah, it's a great record. It's definitely their most pop-forward record. It's not as heavy as some of their other stuff has been. But I still think it's a really, really cool record. Mm-hmm. Lots, well, I, lots, I of good, think lots of good jams. That's... That's pretty cool to to hear that. Now, obviously, I'm not as familiar with the band as you are, but I know a lot of people, especially people around our age, they seem to tend to, you, you always hear it all the time, like just the old stuff. And people our age, they'll go to concerts and they'll stay in the back and they'll just be like, just play the, the ones I know, you know, oh, just yeah, play the ones. Such a bummer, yeah. Just evolve with the music. Just evolve with the music. Some of my favorite bands, their recent records, and they have a whole catalog. They have a whole discography of music some of their recent records in my opinion are like my favorite records they've done and it's still cool for me to get into it like get into the music grow with the band grow up with the band so when people are just like oh just play you know i'm here to get a drink and hang out in the back row it's just like go home that's what i was gonna say (laughs) go home totally i think that it's I think it's you're really missing an opportunity to connect with a band if you don't understand that the people in the band are also human beings mm-hmm. and they're just going to grow and evolve and change. And as a result of that, you would want their music to change. Right. I think that because they already done that. Like, if, yeah. if there's a record that you particularly like, that's a OK. If it's older, it's a OK. But they've already done that record. They've done that. They don't need another one of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So just do another. You don't need thing. a less better version of like right. a perfect album. Right, exactly. So I think that's you know, uh listening to bands mature as you get older and sticking with the sticking with the ones like I still have the same favorite bands as you know when I was younger, but I've watched their music travel different ways. And sure, you know there's bands that have fallen off that I don't listen to anymore, but I'm saying overall it's good that uh Rammstein, a band like Rammstein, they've been around forever and you're still hitting them up. I bet they appreciate you. I hope they appreciate so. fans like I that. hope so. I mm-hmm. hope so. I mean, I am American, so I doubt they have very much appreciation for me. But, sure. Uh, you know, for what it's worth, I hope. You know, hey, you know. Individually, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> I hope so. Is there anything you've been listening to? Um, uh, well, that that's actually, uh, yeah, to kind of get into it. There's a, a band I grew up with. Um, they're called Me Without You. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they originally were like a post-hardcore band. They do a lot of philosophical philosophical rock um and their <laughs> that's a way to put it yeah yeah and their new record <laughs> which is just untitled i got it on cassette and uh i got a cassette player from 1991 from the thrift store oh shout and, outs uh me without use yeah i love it uh me without use new record is just untitled and it's some of their best in my opinion it's some of their best work they've done um they do a lot of uh 
they have a lot of uh, different imagery that pops up when uh, a lot of songs come to mind. You know, a lot of times in my life, I, I, it takes me back to then. But as I grow up, I, I create new moments with new songs. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on that, you know, I don't have to put on this old song to remember myself from 10 years ago. I could just put a new song on and remember where I am at this place in time, you know, being mindful. But uh, a lot of their lyrics, like the animals talk, there's a lot of like bibl biblical references. Just it's like it's just crazy cool music. Me without you untitled. It's great. All right. Yeah, definitely. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Mm -hmm. And we got, uh, you know, one last little thing for today. Mm -hmm. You got to do this. Stop spoiling shit on the Internet. It's very annoying. Mm -hmm. I have not. I mean, OK, granted, if you care enough about something like Game of Thrones, you mm -hmm. know, maybe you should keep up with it. You can text your boys about it. Yeah. Don't put it on the internet. So for those that don't know, I had never watched an episode of Game of Thrones ever until about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the first seven seasons in about two weeks. Jeez. I really crammed it in. Yeah. I did okay. that with USA Suits, but that's that's not great television. Um, this is I, good television. I got up to the start of... I watched the first episode of season eight, but I haven't continued because... Stacy hasn't watched any of it yet either. We're going to watch it together. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. She had, breaks. she had already seen everything. But thanks to the internet, I already know everything, everything that happens. Okay, granted, I get, you know, my bad. I'm not going to be necessarily mad at people for talking. You could say whatever you want on the internet, but it just blows my mind that people have nothing else better to do than to contribute spoilers on the internet. Yeah, it just feels like I mean, it's one thing if like somebody's like doing it to be a dick, like if they're doing it to be a dick and they're self-aware that they're a dick. I don't really have a problem with somebody being a dick. It's like, OK, well, you're a dick. They you know, know that they know, you know, but I just feel like there are so many people that are just like oblivious. They don't even think about it. They don't like realize that like there are other people and like there's a certain lack of empathy when it comes to spoilers, which sounds really silly. I don't want to sound like a man baby or whatever, mm -hmm. but just try to be more thoughtful about things before you throw them out there. Because like, I literally know everything that happens and it's just like, I mean, I don't care. It's a TV show. I don't put too much emotional investment mm -hmm. into entertainment. It makes you not want to watch it a little yeah, bit. Though. It's, it's just, just kind of like, yeah, bit. I don't have that like urge to really like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. but I am looking forward to still watching it because you know, a lot of people are, seem to be bummed out by it. And uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that, since I tend to be an unintentional contrarian, I'm going to end up loving it. Yeah. Like I, have an, I know what happens, but I don't know exactly how it plays out. So I'm curious to see. I've that. never seen an episode of the show. I do know the DVD menu music from like old Game of Thrones menu music. <laughs> I have a specific memory about that. Um, <laughs> I was just I was uh, staying over somebody's house. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I have uh, I have specific memories of DVD music as well, and I have a feeling it's a very similar situation. Yeah, so I was staying over somebody's house. This was years ago. I was staying over somebody's house, and uh, um, their roommate was watching Game of Thrones, and um, they fell asleep watching Game of Thrones. So when the disc ended, loud as hell, <laughs> it was just the DVD music. And um, the place the place I was staying, it was it was like I couldn't sleep as it was. And then this DVD yeah. Game of Thrones was just jamming like we're talking for a while. 
So like I could do the whole ditty. I don't know if it's the same theme song. Maybe I it think is. it is. I don't think they really changed it. I think it's the same. So I know that off by heart. I could hear it in my head. That was like that was terrible. Couldn't sleep. It was so loud. Screaming inside only with music. Hate it. <laughs> All right. So um gonna kind of move the conversation here i mean obviously all that's i for some reason i imagine that getting through all of that would be a lot quicker mm-hmm. than it was mm-hmm. but we already have pretty much like a full episode here we do which is okay i'm just gonna end this on one sort of like kind of nerdy thoughtful question about cool. what you do with thrifting and podcasting and things like that just want to say i have had a really great time chatting with you so absolutely thank you for being here absolutely first guest in the new space oh man working it out with me yeah i I didn't want to shake with the left hand because that's so i just gave you a a grab we can we could yeah yeah see there we go yeah there we go cool all right so the question that i want to ask politics um yeah this is something i talk about a lot with musicians on the show and that is you know like the 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 balance of business and party, work and pleasure and things like that. And this is actually something that I can talk to you about a bit because obviously I imagine you started thrifting as like a passion and a curiosity. And yeah, mm-hmm. now it's kind of like it's still there, but also now you are thrifting and finding things and doing like resale and things like that as well. So there's that kind of like that balance as well. So like how do you as a person still find like the joy in doing what you're doing do you find it to be more stressful now that you have all of these things revolved around it or do you find it more enjoyable that you have all this stuff see that's a very great question um reason being is it like with my moods it sort of depends overall i feel absolutely fine about it i bet but i as i i grew up with not a lot of money and i used to go thrifting with my grandfather So it was something that was like sort of like in my blood and growing up, I kind of knew what to do. Um, So when I decided to take take it on, it's like a a thing I do. Um, You know, there's a lot of there was a lot of like trial and error. There's a lot of restarts because I did it and then I got another job and then I went back to it. And it's still enjoyable for me because I'm not a person that uh, can do the same thing over and over again. And um, a lot of people have that, uh, you know, a lot of people there's less opportunities for, but, you know, people who do uh, desk work, that's, I'm not ripping on that whatsoever. You know, that's a good living. People enjoy doing that. I did that for a while and I was working by myself and I loved it. Um, But what I mean by that is it's a lot of the time it's monotonous. It's the same thing every day. I can't sit still. I can't be doing stuff. So the reason why I find still pleasure in it, though it's my work now is because it is different every day. And um, so there's highs and lows. When I find cool stuff, you know, I'll be, I'll be on that high for a few days. If I don't find cool stuff, I'm immediately second-guessing everything I've ever done to this point. Sure. Like, if I go, because when you go, like, I start early in the morning. And sometimes I, I'm out for, like, three or four hours because that's, I have to collect stuff to, yeah, I have to collect stuff. And sometimes I'll go out and I'll find nothing. And like you mentioned, it's just like, I hate it, you know, I, I, cause I'm like, it takes the fun out of it because it's just like, I remember when I used to do this just, just for fun, but it kind of rebounds. Cause if there's days that I find good stuff, that's, uh, you know, a lot of it I keep cause you've, you've done your show live at my apartment and you've seen what it looks like, you know, there's a lot of vintage stuff, you know, it's the whole thing, but overall I have a good feeling about it because I know that it's something I do want to do. And just like anything else. 
you get you know hot and cold on it yeah it's pretty much that Mm -hmm. so it's it's a little it's a little back and forth some days i hate it but ultimately it's fine i love it and it does add some stress knowing it pays the bills but it does pay the bills that's all awesome Mm -hmm. so with all that being said go check out thrifty podcast where can people find your goddamn show at well you could find it at thriftypodcast.com and we release episodes every sunday uh i have a main co-host josh last call larkin and he nice nice stinger for uh last call um but uh yeah he's on about 70 percent, 75 percent of the episodes and we built this show from scratch but occasionally i'll have some guests on some people in the community and uh, we go out thrifting together. So it's a community event. That is what is up. So thank you again for coming on, Toddy. Thrifty Podcast. And uh, that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Walt Disney, here you come. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One for Walt Disney World. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. Hot new space. Take it out.